Hello, everyone, and welcome back to High Scores and High Spots, your podcasting home for all things professional wrestling and video games. I am your host, Ryan. With me, as always, is my co-host, my older brother. The reason we are taping this late, <laughs> Nathan. <laughs> Change is upon us, my friends. Change is upon us. Uh, today, we've got a big show for you guys. We are going to be covering the weekend that was professional wrestling, including SummerSlam and a little bit about Ric Flair's last match. Plus, since this is later than usual, we are going to be covering Monday Night Raw as well, along with a bunch of video game news rumors and all that fun and leaks uh, and screenshots. Um, so you want to just jump into wrestling? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so we'll run through SmackDown and Rampage really quickly um, about what happened before SummerSlam and and all that stuff. So uh, SmackDown uh, was uh, a show that happened. Um, Yeah, you know, I think they were just trying to get to to SummerSlam and get this new era on the road. Yeah, so we had... uh, we had the Irish Donnybrook match. Uh, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Uh, this was a fight uh, that went on for a long time. It was good. I had no problem with it, but it just it was it was crazy. Started off right off with the match instead of a promo, which is refreshing. Um, and uh, Drew McIntyre ends up getting the win here, and he is the new number one contender. He will wrestle for very, the title uh, at Fight of the Castle. Very emotional. Yeah, now, these two were friends, and then he was like all in tears as he beat Sheamus. So, even though Sheamus has beaten his ass for the last couple of weeks, so I don't know why he, you know, you know. Yeah, not only that, but they beat each other up uh, in our previous feud. So, yeah, this it was weird. Um, Theory came from behind after the match and attacked Drew McIntyre with the briefcase. Um, then we had Michael Cole and Matt McAfee running through the sermon card as Happy Corbin was throwing popcorn at McAfee and, and was interrupting him the whole time. Um, he was in the front row and Pat McAfee kept saying, I'm just going to punch him. And uh, Michael Cole was like, hey, you can't do it. And Pat McAfee was like, I know we got some new bosses around here, but this is pretty stupid. He's, he's like, he's, he's a contracted wrestler. He's like, why, why does he have a ticket? <laughs> Which made sense. Yeah. Um, and then they got into it and were separated. Uh, then we had Shotzi and Aaliyah. Uh, this was supposed to be Lacey Evans versus Aaliyah, but Lacey Evans was apparently was medically uh, unavailable. Uh, I'm assuming they're probably going to, with the new era here, change her up again. Um, who knows? Uh, but Shotzi gets the win uh, over Aaliyah. Or um, Aaliyah can't even get a win over Shotzi. Uh, Shotzi was in the ring, about to cut a promo when Ronda Rousey comes up. Uh, knocks her down, um, Shotzi leaves, and then uh, Ronda cuts a terrible promo. Um, Liv Morgan comes out, and then it's Ronda and Liv versus Sonya Deville and Natalia. Um, Liv kept trying to win this match by herself. Uh, she would not tag in Ronda the whole match. Um, she kept trying to do it herself. Eventually, Ronda tags herself in, uh, and Ronda goes absolutely crazy. And then makes Sonya tap out to the ankle lock. Right. Jeff Jarrett comes out and talks about how, um, you know, he's going to review the referee. And then the Street Profits and the Usos go back and forth about what's the, is this a DQ? Is this a DQ? Is this a DQ? Um, they start fighting. And then one of the Usos hits Jeff Jarrett with a super kick. So, yeah, that's crazy. Maxine Dupree, they had the summer collection. Um, and then Max Dupree comes back and says, looking for new models. So first thing Triple H did was bring back Max Dupree. <laughs> the new day, the Viking Raiders had a tag team match with the Viking Raiders getting the win. Uh, pretty good match. Uh, after the match, the Viking Raiders grabbed their shields. Um, and they put Xavier Woods in a chair, his leg, and then they smashed it with one of their shields. So. Right. Then we had the main event with Paul Heyman and the Usos and Roman Reigns in the ring cutting a promo. Uh, Brock Lesnar comes out. Um, 
And then Theory also comes in. Theory hits Lesnar from behind with the briefcase, but Lesnar just beat the shit out of him again. Um, hits him with a German suplex, hits him with the briefcase, and then uh, Theory runs outside the ring. He turns around and gets hit with a Claymore, and then Drew and Lesnar have to stare off as the show goes off the air. So, yeah, this seems like a show just to get through it. Uh, they were just like, Let, let's, let's just get through this show. Let's get through SummerSlam, and then that's when the real change happens. Uh, so is Theory going to be a SmackDown wrestler now because he wasn't on Raw? Um, he wasn't on Raw due to his uncle passing away. Oh, okay. Um, it wasn't anything to do with him, not me. It was, it was just he had uh, yeah, family issues apparently. And so, uh, yeah, wasn't there just due to that. I don't think he, you know, he, we'll see where it heads. I mean, SmackDown, SummerSlam didn't do him any favors either. Uh, so yeah. I, I don't see it. Who knows what's going to happen, but yeah, so that's why he wasn't there. It wasn't that he got wrote off. It was just a, you know, family issues. Rampage kicked off the show with Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh, and Sanjay Dutt versus Orange Cassidy and the Best Friends. Yay, another six-man tag. How, how, did, how, how did Dutt do in his return, Ryan? <laughs> uh, he didn't really want to be there. <laughs> he was wrestling in a suit, if that tells you anything. Um. Uh, yeah, Dutt just kept getting in with Orange Cassidy and then kept kind of like tagging out uh, before he could do anything. Um, but um, he ends up getting hit with the Orange Punch and Orange Cassidy and best friends get the win. Um, after the match, though, Saddam Singh beats down everybody and then Lethal hits Orange Cassidy with the Lethal Injection. Then Ward, those music hits and everybody weaves. Um, so there you go. I don't know why Satin and Singh would like back away from Warzow, but okay. Uh, Ethan Page came to the ring uh, against Leon Ruffin, um, beat him up real quick, and then walked away. Uh, I'm not sure Page looked like to be pissed off. Um, he was, I guess, this is a new character edge for Ethan Page, um, but he, he, there was no funniness. There was no like anything. It was just he walked to the ring, beat him up, and walked out. So, William Moriarty versus Matt Seidel in a teacher versus student match. Um, they they shook hands at the beginning of the match, but then Moriarty hit a headbutt before uh, they let go. So uh, that kind of made it uh, personal at the beginning. Uh, very good back and forth match. Um, Stokely Hathaway comes out. Um, Hathaway gets interferes on Moriarty's behalf. Uh, Moriarty hit a DDT. Um, he goes for a pin, but Seidel ends up kicking out, and then Moriarty walked in the Border City stretch for the win. Um, after the match, he keeps the submission on. Um, Hathaway gets in the ring, offers him his card, and this time Moriarty takes the card. So it looks like Moriarty will be joining up with Stokeway Hathaway. All right. I like it. Um, backstage, Britt Breaker and Rebel cut a promo on Thunderstorm as they will wrestle them on Dynamite next week. Then we have Claudio Casagnoli, the new ROH world champion. He is out here to celebrate his uh, his championship when uh, Weary Yuta comes down as well. Um, Jericho's on commentary. He gets off commentary and says, you know what? This is bullshit. Essentially, this leads to a match on Dynamite. It'll be Jericho versus Yuta. If Utah wins, then he will take um, the world title match opportunity that Jericho has. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there you go. So Jericho says that he is so sure he can beat him that he will put his title shot up quick at the lake. So if Utah wins, he will wrestle Moxley for the world title. <laughs> That's um, crazy. The Acclaimed had a new music video, basically this match. Leads to them announcing that they will be a dumpster match on Dynamite between them and the Gun Club. Obviously, a shot at Billy Gunn and Road Dogg's classic dumpster match against Foley and Funk. So, I like it. Good we call. haven't had one of those in a long time. Uh, Ruby Solo versus the new Anna J. Uh, um, keep her wrestling. I'm okay. Don't let her talk, and it'll be fine. Um. Ah. And, of course, Anna Jay 
gets the win. So Ruby Rosoho once again is falling down even farther than she already was. So there you go. That is your main event of Rampage. Very weird main event uh, of Ruby Soho and Anna Jay. I think I would have ended it on the Claudio thing. Yeah. Um, that seems like more of a, a an easier way to start it. But uh, they ended it with Ruby Soho and Anna Jay. It was a decent match, but it was not anything special. So. All right. Let's jump to the weekend where we had SummerSlam on Saturday. Uh, biggest party of the summer. Let me tell you, um, I loved this show. Not a lot to complain about on this show, honestly. Um, there's oh. a couple matches that were a little iffy, um, which we'll talk about, but uh, let's jump into it. We started the show off with Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship. Apparently during this match, Becky Lynch separated her shoulder, um, which I never noticed. That's how good she was. Um, that she separated her shoulder, and I didn't really see it happen and didn't really see it even affect her at all. So props to Becky Lynch for finishing this match with a separated shoulder. Um, do, you think, do you think that uh, her continuing to wrestle in that match so could have given her more damage? It seems that way because of what happened on Raw. Um, they seem to have written her off for a while, and they said she'll be out for a couple months. So it probably, yeah, she probably did more damage to it. Um, than she should have, like, did a normal separation. Because a normal separation, you're not out that long. Um, but she's out probably at least three to six months, probably. Um, eh, that sucks. But Rawls women's division stacked now anyway. Um, so this was a great match. Uh, Becky Lynch, you know, this was a – they can't have a bad match, these two. Um Bianca Belair hit the KOD on the outside at one point, got her back into the ring. Uh, then Becky hit the manhandle slam, thought it was it. It was not. And then Becky, uh, Bianca Belair hit another KOD in the ring, getting the win. KOD is one of the most protected finishers now in WWE. Um, so Bianca gets the win, retains her Raw Women's Championship. As far as predictions, um, that was me. I had three points to you at Lynch. Um, Spoiler alert, I won't go through all this. Um, I dominated. That's all you people need to know. I only missed one match this entire show. Yeah. So there you go. Just, just to let you know. Um, Bianca Belair gets the win and after the match, uh, Becky Lynch gets in the ring and uh, they shake hands and it seems like a face turn for Lynch. Um, she lets uh, Bianca have her moment, but then we hear the music of Bailey. Bailey is finally back. Uh, we haven't seen her in... Feels like for I don't remember it was over a year, right? Yeah. Um, she had been gone for so long. Awesome to see her. Um, and then she stops, and then we hear a song that I haven't heard in a while, and it's fucking Dakota Kai. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I leaped out of my chair. I ran around my house. Uh, Nathan was here watching it with me. He can attest to this. I lost my mind. <laughs> Yeah, this is pretty crazy because uh, that was that you know she got released and she changed her name and it was looking like she was definitely never coming back. Yeah, uh, and she's been streaming like it. She just you know nothing really didn't seem like she was ever going to come back. Uh, she comes back insane um, that uh, she's back by the way, but she's back and then that's not it though because. Uh, then we hear the music of Eo Shirai, who is now Eo Sky, but that's fine. I really, it's whatever. Um, so they are all three together um, in a new new faction. Uh, a little background to this. Apparently, this faction was pitched back before Dakota Kai was fired. Um, the writers pitched this, and Vince McMahon outright said no. And so Triple H was like, ah, fuck it. We can do it now. <laughs> um, yeah. they so, why do you think he said no? I just don't think he's a fan of Dakota Kai. I don't think he likes Dakota Kai because he's, she's not the typical pretty, you know, big boob, big ass person. She's just a good wrestler. And I think Vince just didn't like her, didn't find her attractive. And that's how Vince booked his women, whether or not he found them attractive or not. Um, and Johnny Ace is probably the same way. They're probably both like, well, you know. 
She doesn't have a look. Um, that's probably, I'm guaranteeing what it comes down to was her physical appearance. And plus, Vince doesn't like factions. So, and especially he doesn't yeah. like women's factions. That's probably the, that's probably the biggest reason. Um, so then when they get in the ring, have a stare down with Bel Air. Uh, Lynch gets back in there. Uh, there was no altercation as uh, Bailey, Dakai, and Sky lead the ring. But this was such a fantastic way to kick the show off. The crowd lost their fucking mind. I wasn't sure, you know, Dakota Kai comes out. She got a big pop, which is good because, you know, yeah, this was a main roster cra- crowd for SummerSlam. I mean, I don't think a lot of hardcore. I mean, it's SummerSlam, so there may have been a lot of people there that would just go because it's SummerSlam. But for them to get a pop like that really made me feel good. Um, so this was awesome. Good way to start the show off. Next match was Logan Paul versus The Miz. Another fantastic match. Uh, I, you know, I got to give Logan Paul a bunch of credit. He not only can do the moves and, and look good doing it, but he knows he, he knows he has good timing. He, he, he's got good selling. He's got good facial expressions. Like, he gets it. And it's he's almost like he's a natural, which is crazy. It's, yeah, the only problem with Logan Paul is uh, I don't know how much he's actually going to spend time with this. You know what I mean? He says he is, says he is, but then, you know, because it's reported that he told the Triple H C on Monday, but obviously he was not there on Monday. Um, so. He did put out like a social media video talking about how he immediately called the executives out of this match, he signed a new, like, I guess he didn't sign an original deal for very long, but he signed a new multi-year, multi-event deal. Um, yeah. It feels like he's going to be more of like a part-timer coming in for the big shows type of guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. This was a good match. Um, the Miz, you know, being the veteran, you know, controlled this match. Uh, shout out to the Miz for making Logan Paul look like a million bucks here. Um, best part of this match was Champa got thrown out. Uh, and he did what I've always wanted someone to do was just to say no. <laughs> he said, no, I'm not leaving. He grabbed the chair and just sat down. And he was like, I ain't, no, I'm not leaving. Uh, but then AJ Styles came in, took him out, which led to uh, Logan Paul hitting a fucking. He did. He did the shaming man spot where they jump from the ring to the to the table. But he did a frog splash, which I've never seen. Um, yeah, that's brutal. Fucking nuts. Um, Logan Paul does get the win here with the skull-crushing finale. Um, fantastic. This No problem here. This was great. I, You know, Logan Paul was smarter than a lot of other people because he didn't slip on the ropes. A lot of people are having troubles. I think it was just because of the humidity and being outside. Uh, he took the little turnbuckle covering off and did this jump, which was smart. Um, next matchup was for the United States Championship. Bobby Lashley versus Theory. Uh, eh, this was probably like, you know, the lowest match of the night for me. Um, yeah, kinda went, happened to this match. Yeah, kind of went the way we thought it was going to happen. Lashley kind of dominated. Uh, Theory had his moments. Um, but, yeah, the, the, Bobby Lashley kind of dominated. He made him tap out very quickly to the hurt lock. So, uh, good performance by Lashley, but this was what everyone expected. Um, get you kind of a... He kind of a, uh, a squash match here on the pay-per-view, essentially. But, you know, it was good. Mysterios versus Judgment Day. This was a no-disqualification match, and it started off hot right out of the gate. Um, they, they were going at it. Um, it. It broke down right at the beginning, but then it turned into a normal tag match, which was weird because it's no disqualification, so I don't know why they had to tag in and out. Uh, it wasn't built as a Texas tornado match, but there was no point in them having to like stand on the apron. They could have, you know what I mean? It was weird. Yeah, it was. Um, Ray and Ray and Dominic looked like they were sponsored, as you said, looked like they were sponsored by McDonald's. Yeah, um, their colors were definitely McDonald's colors. It was, um, it was different. It, it turned into fun. Like once, once it, it was like it broke down at the beginning, and then it went to a normal match, but then it broke down again. And once it broke down again, it was great. They just start just beating the shit out of each other, doing everything. Um, then in the middle of the match, Edge returned with some weird music, which he used for this show and then didn't use on Raw, which is weird. He came out yeah. with a bunch of fire and red, and he ran down and took out both Finn and Dom and uh, Damian. And then uh, the Mysterios ended up getting the win. 
it's weird having Rhea in this group. Rhea feels kind of like the leader now, but like none of the males can do anything to her. So like she's just like kicking ass every single and she's just destroying Dominic every chance she gets. Like something's gotta happen. They gotta bring in a woman or something to take care of her. Cause the men can't do anything to her. I mean, it's like she's just getting over all like she's getting over on them all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um Happy Corbin versus Pat McAfee. Um, Michael Cole and Corey Graves were great during this match. Um, they had a line where Corey Graves said something along the lines of, I liked you better when you weren't allowed to have an opinion. And then Michael Cole says, well, that's changed. And a lot of things have changed, which is a great shot at Vince. Um, I wonder how Vince is feeling because they're taking shots at him like every chance they get. And they're just, I know. They're just coming out on TV saying wrestling and mentioning other companies. Like, they don't give a shit anymore. And it's so great. It's so refreshing. <laughs> what do you think of this match? It wasn't McAfee's best match. Uh, no, he, had, he, uh, slip -ups he definitely, I don't know if it was because it was Corbin or what, but yeah, this match wasn't, it's probably his worst match, but he's only had three. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he almost slipped on the top rope. He even admitted on his show that he did not take into account of the humidity in that place. Yeah. And uh, it was real slick. And he almost fell, but he recovered and still got his uh, swanton bomb. Um, this match was good. The story they told was fantastic because they each, you know, McAfee did his little flip off the ropes, which he's done every match. And immediately Corbin just hit him with a drop kick, which was great. And then Corbin went for his, you know, running outside, doing his little corner thing. And McAfee drop kicked him on the outside. So they told a good story of them knowing each other and like scouting each other and not letting them do their signature spots. It was great. Um, right. Ref got taken out into the match. McAfee hit him with a low blow to return the favor from SmackDown and then uh, hit him with a sunset flip off the ropes, which he almost fucked up. Uh, but McAfee gets to him. Um, almost, but he pulled it off. Corbin made him look good. Corbin, you know, say what you want about Corbin. Uh, he's solid in the ring and he. Just does whatever WWE wants him to do. He's a good employee, good hand, as they say. So, um, yeah, that senton bomb McAfee did from the top rope, man. That was almost. It was. Oof. He saved it, but man, that was really close to being bad. <laughs> yeah. Um. And we had these undisputed tag team title match: the Usos versus the Street Profits. Uh. So, little disappointing. Uh, their match at Money in the Bank was. 10 times better than this match. Um, they weren't, I don't know what was, I, and it wasn't just this match. A lot of the matches, they were kind of, people seemed to be off their game a little bit. Right. Um, wasn't a great match, but it was good. It was, it was, it was, it was phenomenal. It just wasn't as good as their Money in the Bank match. Um, a lot of near falls, a lot of moments in this match, which they, they a lot of good spots. Um, Usos, though, do end up getting the win. Um, uh, they hit the, the splash or the super kicks or whatever they did. Or the, the 1D. They hit the 1D. And they get who's the gonna Who's going to be the ones that actually beat these guys, right? I have no idea. They don't – I mean, they don't really have that many tag teams. Uh, so, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming that might be something Triple H starts doing is putting more focus on the tag teams. I mean, they did get the main event raw. So, I'm hoping maybe this is a sign that uh, they're going to get uh, – more focus. Hopefully. Maybe he'll bring up some teams from Smack NXT or something and get them a push. Yeah. We have Morgan versus Ronda Rousey for the women's style. This match was disappointing. Uh, kind of made Liv look like like a, a, a joke champion. Because um, she basically lost. Yeah. So this match ended because uh, there wasn't much to this match. It was Rousey basically in control most of the match. Uh, she had her in an arm bar. Um, Rousey was on the ground. She had an arm bar and Morgan was standing up. Uh, Rousey's shoulders were down. So the referee was looking at that. Um, this was a, probably supposed to be at the exact same time. Um, but Liv tapped out before three. Yeah. So essentially she lost. I mean, that may have been what they were. That may have been the design. I have no idea, but it did not make Liv Morgan look good. So Rousey gets pinned. Liv Morgan retains. But, yeah, this did not look good. After the match, uh, Rousey 
ends up attacking everybody. Um, she attacked Morgan and then she also took out a ref, um, which led to her being suspended. So that's how they wrote her off TV for a while. But Morgan retains. Yeah. It almost went the way I thought it was going to. I mean, I thought it was going to be a disqualification or something. Uh, it was close. Um, but yeah, I think this finish was even shittier than a disqualification finish. <laughs> yeah. I would have yeah, rather. Yeah, we were going to get a bad finish in this one either way. Um, yeah, so this was, this was, this was, eh. Um, and before we get, uh, Riddle did come out during this show, um, and call out Rollins and Rollins beat him up again. So he hit him with another stomp. Yeah, that was the only, that was the only disappointment for me on this show is I was expecting something to happen with Seth and it was not what I was expecting. Yeah. So. Your main event, the Undisputed Championship, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. I don't think this went the way anyone thought it was going to go. I no. mean, the winner was, but this match itself was fucking insane. This was one of the weirdest, craziest, insane matches I've ever watched in my life. Yeah. First off, Lesnar came out in a tractor. He was just standing on the, 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 like the scoop thing on the front, uh, doing his own introdu- introduction. Um, they went immediately like outside and they just immediately just destroyed each other with tables and, and steel steps and just beat the shit out of each other. Uh, uh, the Usos came out and then the theory came out at one point too, but it quickly, uh, Lesnar took out theory, um, theory, Lesnar used the tractor to lift one side of the ring up, which was fucking crazy. I never thought I'd yeah, see that. At one, at, at one point, he he had Roman Reigns in the in the yeah. scoop and and dumped him, but he he dumped him so slow and, and and he lowered it so much that it looked like and Roman Reigns landed on his feet. So it was kind of kind of a lame spot. Yeah, it didn't work the way they wanted it to. Um, no. And then uh, Theory came down, was going to cash in, like you said he was. Or one of us said he was going to do. Um, but he Lesnar just took him out before he could cash in. So not an official cash in. The Usos came in, yeah. hit him with a double super kick. Uh, Paul Heyman took an F5 through the announcer's table, which was I never thought I'd see. Um, and then uh, they just kept hitting him with everything. And then Reigns hit him with two shots with the belt. And they buried him with everything they could find to get the win. Um, not the best match, but entertainment-wise, this was probably the most entertaining thing I've ever seen. <laughs> they, yeah, it, you know, was, it was different. Definitely a different way. Hopefully, this is the last of these two. I don't care if Lesnar sticks around to do spots matches here and there. I just never want to see these two wrestle again, and I don't want to see Brock get any more title matches. If he wants to come in and have a match with somebody, I'm cool with that. Um, I well, Bobby Lashley said that he has unfinished business with Brock Lesnar. So. I would be okay with that. Um, but overall, SummerSlam was a fantastic pay-per-view. I enjoyed it. I had fun watching it. Uh, it was very good. I had no, you know, no issues with this pay-per-view. Um, do, right. So, I'm not going to count the points. You only got four matches right. Um, I got every match but the Street Profits match right. So, therefore... Just due to basic knowledge, I win. <laughs> um, I can do the uh, real quick here, do the points, but uh, yeah, that's all right. All right, uh, I had 20. Yeah, let's go to, oh, I guess we can talk briefly about Ric Flair's last match. Oh boy, so I will say I watched this whole thing, uh, morbid curiosity. Um, I watched Ric Flair's match, the rest of the card was phenomenal uh they well, I mean, really the, good matches i mean the the card was good but every match was kind of short yeah they didn't really have any match go very long uh they no, had a, I, I think there was only i think there was only one match that went over 10 minutes um ray phoenix won a fantastic uh luchador four-way match um josh yeah. alexander and jacob fatu ended in a contest when um Zack Ryder and or and Kurt Hawkins uh, came out for an over. I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> they came out, and then DDP showed up and hit uh, Mike Cardona with a diamond cutter. Um, yeah, a lot of quick matches. 
Uh, Rachel Elring, I think, hurt, hurt her ankle in her tag team match, which sucked. Um, so, uh, match-wise, they had some pretty good matches. A lot of good, you know, like, good good talent. And then we got to the, to the Rick Flair's match. Now, I, I don't even know what to say. Rick Flair looked out of it when walking to the ring. Yeah, like, they said that uh, Dave Meltzer said that he injured himself uh, like a couple days prior, like he hurt his foot or something. So he he was hobbling, and I mean those training videos, he looked like a completely different person compared to what he came out. Oh yeah, so, this was terrible. He walked yeah. out, didn't couldn't even do like. He couldn't even do like his woo. Like he did. I don't think he wooed one time. Um, he could barely throw a chop. He legitimately apparently it's coming out that he legitimately passed out during this match. Like he was legitimately just out. Um no, I was watching it, I thought he died. There was a moment where he was laying in the ring, not moving, and I thought he was dead. I was like, well, I just witnessed a death. This match sucked. And it's not only Rick Flair sucked. Andrade sucked. Jay Lethal sucked. Like, it's weird to say, but Jeff Jarrett was the best one in this match. Yeah. Which is insane when you've got Andrade and Lethal. But they both looked like they didn't know what to do. They looked like they kind of didn't want to do it. Like, yeah. You get to, there was a spot, and I know what Rick Flair wanted to do because he told Jeff Jarrett to put him on the top rope. But then Jeff Jarrett tagged Lethal in, and Lethal immediately pulled him down. He's like, no, we're not doing that shit. I yeah. know Rick Flair wanted to take a super flex, but there was no way. Um, they the ending of this match was fucked. Andrade was like telling Rick to get up, and Rick just couldn't get up. Like he was out. Um, I guess Conrad Thompson, which you couldn't see, Connor Thompson threw uh, brass knuckles in. Rick Flair put a, he couldn't even barely hold on to the brass knuckles. He hit Jeff with a terrible brass knuckle shot. Walked in the figure four, and then immediately fell asleep. It looked like. Um. <laughs> And Jeff Jarrett lost to a pinfall due to the figure four. But this was bad. I get why he wanted to do it, whatever. But, oh, my God. I was just – it made me, like, just feel sorry for him. That's all yeah, I did. Yeah, and it, it, he really let a lot of people down with this because, you know, he had that video hyping it up and the training videos and everything. And then he even had, like, Kid Rock there. And Kid Rock said, you're going to entertain me. I'm taking the day off. I'm watching you dinner. And he did not – it yeah. didn't live up to anything. Like, this was really, really bad. I, I, the, before this, um, uh, he said that – Boy revealed that uh, he was going to be drinking, like, out reading up to the event. So he may have been fucking hammered. Um, it was bad. Like, he, he just didn't look good. I mean, he's 70. I, I didn't expect it to be good, but I expected better than what I got. It was just uncomfortable, and it really just made me sad watching. Um, yeah, and uh, uh, DDP, uh, you know, he's only six years younger than Flair. Yeah, he looked great. Yeah. I mean, Jeff Jarrett's not – I mean, Jeff Jarrett's 55. He's, he gets 20 years, but – I mean, Jerry Waller was there, and he looked great. Yeah. And Jerry Waller's 72. He's still wrestling. And Exactly, yeah. It, it, it's just crazy. It was bad. Uh, uh, it just – I to me, this wasn't – like, this was just something that happened, and I was like, whatever. It was just uncomfortable and very I, – I was watching with, like, bated breath because I just, just kept thinking he was going to fucking die. And that's not what I want watching a match. No, it was, it, it was horrible. Yeah. All right, let's get to Raw. All right, let's get to one of the best Raws I have seen in a long time. And the ratings agree because they got over 2 million, and they stayed at 2 million consistently. So a lot of people tuned into this show. And, wow. Uh, this was uh, – so this was – we're going to call this the first Raw under the Triple H banner because the last week's Raw was technically still written by Vince and and – you know, they weren't going to do anything crazy before SummerSlam. This is the first Raw. I'm going to call it under the Triple H banner. And uh, start off with Lynch in the ring, her arm in a sling. Um, and then uh, basically talked about how she's the man again. 
You know, she's she she lost her focus for a while, uh, but she's back to being the man. She called out Becky uh, Bianca and basically uh, thanked her uh, and uh, took her hand and said, "I'll be back." Uh, Belair then gets on the mic and talks about how uh, you know she respects Lynch and she's a Raw champion and she's gonna stay ready. Then we go backstage where Bailey, Kai, and Sky attacking Lynch with a steel chair, put her injured arm in a chair and stomp on it, and then they run away before Belair can get there. By the way, the first hour of this show is commercial free. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, and then we got uh, video packages where it'll be Ziggler, Champa, and Gable, and The Miz, Mustafa Ali, and AJ Styles in true triple threat matches. The winners will face each other, and then they will go – face Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship. We had a very great United States Championship history package. Triple H already trying to make the United States title, and I'm assuming he's going to do the same thing for the Intercontinental title. Trying to make them more important. Trying to make them look like they actually mean something again. Tremendous. It's crazy. Uh, I mean, it kind of has to when we, when we got a part-time champion. You would say that, but Vince never fucking did, so... Then we oh, have I know, but I'm just saying... Yeah. Uh, then we had AJ Styles, Mr. Fallwee, and The Miz. By the way, this crowd tonight sucked. Yeah. One of the worst crowds ever. They had great wrestling all night, and they didn't give a shit. Um, but AJ, Allwee, and Miz had a fantastic match. Um, the ending came where Allwee hit a 450 and immediately rolled into Styles, who hit him with the Styles Clash on top of The Miz. That was fucking phenomenal. No pun intended, or pun intended, however you want to. That was insane. It was great. Yeah, that was great. Um, good, good finish. Good match. Mustafa Ali, it's great. You know, he Triple H's first day on the job, essentially. And he's already back on TV. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, so AJ moves on and we'll face the winner of the other match later tonight. Um, Bailey, Dakota Kai, and ER interviewed backstage, and they basically said, you know, this is about them. This isn't about Bailey, or this isn't about Becky or Bianca. It's about them, and you'll see why, why later. Seth Rollins comes out, cuts a little bit of a promo, talking about Riddle, and basically says, you know, he may have now put himself on the shelf. So, good job. Uh, he says, now that Witter's out of the picture, I'm going to focus my attention on Roman Reigns, which then the Street Profits come out. Um, Rollins basically says, you know, you guys suck as a team. You might as well uh, break up. <laughs> uh, then Angela, then they basically get him into a match. Um, they're going to play rock, paper, scissors, Dawkins and Raw and, and Ford is, but then Ford just grabs a referee and runs before the <laughs> rock, paper, scissors. So we get Rollins and Ford one-on-one, -on -one. another great match. Uh, I, Ford looked good. He does get beat, um, but this was another fantastic match. So, him running away like that and getting that match, is, it, is there going to be some tension between these two or not? I don't know. I mean, before that, you know, Rollins, Ford basically says, you know, we're never going to break up, blah, blah, blah. I mean, they were – so, I don't know. I, I Hopefully not, but who knows. Um. This was a good match. Ford looks good. You can tell they are really high on Ford because they gave him this match with Seth, and Seth made him look great here. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I'm hoping that they do do a breakup. It's not one turn heel. It's just, hey, we're both going to focus on single screws for a little bit. I would much rather want that than a full-on breakup. I just don't understand why a guy can't be a single star and a tag team wrestler. Exactly. Can we just have them wrestle singles matches too while still being in a tag team like let's just let them still be a tag team but also go for singles gold yeah um and then we had alexa versus Asuka. um not much happened here they were they were wrestling but then bailey dakota and eo run down and attack both women which means this is a no contest um then uh, Bianca Belair makes the save, and then uh, she says, I don't care who I wrestle. I'm wrestling one of you. And EO Sky says, I'll fight you. And I got excited. <laughs> yeah. And we had the next triple threat match, Ziggler, Champa, and Gable. Uh, Gable looked good. Ziggler looked good. And Champa looked good. Again, fantastic. Don't understand how this is so hard 
to book a show. This is easy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gable uh, looked very good here, but in the end, it was Champa who gets the win by hitting the fairytale ending on Gable. So it'll be Champa and Styles later tonight. Again, I love the Gable getting a singles opportunity. Just, you know, easy to do. I don't understand how why Vince was so hesitant to do this because this is perfect. Yeah. Uh, Edge came out and cut a very good quick promo. He got right to the point and it was over. And that was what you, you don't need these promos to go 20 minutes. He got the point across what he was going to do, why he was the way he was and, and why what happened and all that. He got it all across the way he needed to do it, and then he ended it, and that was perfect. There was no point for this to go on longer than it did. Right. He basically mentioned that he was a little bit of an asshole, um, but he changed, and he, he realized the error of his ways, and now he basically said, I'm going to kill the thing I created. I'm going to end the Judgment Day, and he walked off, and I was like, that was awesome. <laughs> perfect. Uh, well, then we had EO Sky and Bianca Belair um, one-on-one uh, before this uh, they cut a promo backstage and Bailey you know um, basically said you know I've been watching and this women's division has been on downward spiral since I left um, I they need a role model and I came back with two of the very best and Kai says we know how to play the game which was awesome and then uh, EO Sky and Bianca Belair had a great match the crowd didn't care but I did <laughs> this was awesome yeah they were they were very quiet. This was an awesome match. Um, Sky went for a hurricanrana off the apron at one point. Bial Beller caught her and then swung her into the barricade, which like, was really hard. Yeah. Um, Bailey and Kyle were out there, and then Oscar and Alexa came down right before the commercial break. Um, this match ends up as a no contest, too, but I'm kind of okay with it because it's telling a bigger story. It's not just a no contest just to have one. Hey, you know what I mean? Like, it's telling a bigger story here. Um, Alexa, Oscar, Bailey, and and Dakota Kai all got into the ring, and then it just became a big brawl. Um, but this was a no contest for the right reason. I feel like this wasn't just a no contest just to have it. It made sense with the story they're trying to tell. So, um, Champa versus AJ Styles uh, for the number one contendership. They brought out Booker T for commentary because he's a former United States Championship. Again, trying to build the legacy of the United States title and build it back up, which is great. Uh, good match. Um, that Champa Styles went for a phenomenal forearm, and Champa caught him with a knee in midair, perfectly timed. That looked nasty, and it was great. Um, Champa got hit. He went for an air raid crash off the top rope. Um, but Styles countered it into a Styles clash, but Miz put Champa's foot on the bottom rope. Um, Styles then attacked Miz, and then Champa hit him with the knee, hit him with the fairy tale ending, and Champa gets the number one contendership. Yeah, that was different. Yeah. Uh, Lashley's backstage. He cuts a promo, and he puts over Miz and Champa, which is what you're supposed to do. He didn't bury him, and he says, you know, he's, he'll defend the title every week if he has to. He's looking forward to the challenge. What is what 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 is his chances, Ryan? I don't know, man. With Triple H in charge, I don't know. Uh, it could be pretty high. <laughs> yeah, he's a big Champa guy. Um, he is. So we'll see. I I would not be mad at Champa winning the United States title. I think Bobby Lashley could do other things. He doesn't really need the title anymore. You know, I'd be okay with Champa having the title and having great matches every week with people. Um. Or he could lose, and then he he turns on the Miz, and then he's on his own again, which he doesn't really need to be a, a lackey. So I'm okay, okay with him turning on the Miz. Yeah, I'm cool with either one of those options. And so then we get to our main event: the Mysterios versus the Usos for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. Um, Ray looked good. Dominic was Dominic. Um, I just I don't know, man. I. I just don't see anything in Dominic. He's good. He's decent. I don't either. He, he just it doesn't do much. He, he, he doesn't seem like he gives a crap. That's that's the thing I don't like is, yeah. you know, if, if you're going to be, I mean, not everybody's got to be a body guy, and I get that, but he just doesn't look like he's even a pro wrestler. Well, 
like he's big like height wise compared to i mean he could be you know decent good getting pretty big and be in a decent shape he'd look good but he's so skinny and he has no like muscle mass at all yeah and it's like ugh. um this was a decent tag team match um I thought the Rays, the, the, the Usos, or the Mysterios are going to get the win here. It would, there was a couple of near falls where it very close. Um, uh, Dominic hit a frog splash. Uh, Jay broke it up and then uh, super kicked Ray outside. And then they, hit, they ended up hitting Dominic with the 1D for the win. Uh, after the match, the Judgment Day uh, runs into the ring, attacks the Mysterios. Rhea Ripley put her legs around Dominic's neck and squeezed him and the internet all collectively had a fucking heart attack. Um, they, they were like, I want that to be me. And I was like, eh, I wouldn't mind. Um, Edge then runs down, uh, hits Finn Bauer with the education. He took out Priest. He was looking to hit Bauer with the spear, but Ripley once again gets involved, shoved Dominic in the way. Edge hit Dominic with the spear. And then Edge chased Bauer and Priest away, and Ray was pissed, thinking Edge did it on purpose. And that is uh, how the show goes off the air. Again, told a good story here. No bullshit, no stupid stuff. Just good wrestling, good promos, good stories. Yeah. How a wrestling show should be. You know, there's been reports um, of they're saying that there's some stars on these shows that are worried that their spots are going to get taken because of Triple H being in charge. I don't know who that could be. Yeah, I don't know who would be a, a tri Vince guy that's not a Triple H guy. Like that Triple yeah. H would not like. I, yeah, I'm not seeing it. I mean, maybe the Miz? I don't know. Uh, Miz is such a – he's he's – He's going to be there. You know, like, he, he'll be there. He may not get pushed anymore or be, like, a main eventer, but he'll always be around. I, I don't know. Unless it's maybe some of the women, but Triple H seemed to put more focus on the women. I mean, yeah, you know, Nikki A.S.H. Maybe, and Dewdrop weren't there. And, maybe, maybe MVP and almost, maybe. I don't know. I would not be too concerned if almost didn't show up again. But, you know, that's just me. Um, but overall, Raw was fantastic. I'm looking forward to NXT and uh, SmackDown to see if there's any changes there. Um, I don't know, man. If it, it keeps up like this, I, we, wrestling's going to be pretty good with AEW and WWE, man. We're going to have some uh, good wrestling. Yeah. And I'd be 100% okay with all of it. So that, yeah. was, that was wrestling right, for you. Yeah, let's jump into video games here, Ryan. Uh... Real quick, uh, Nintendo is, uh, there's reports going around, Ryan, it's rumors, speculation station here, choo -choo. Uh, that uh, that they might release a new Nintendo Switch, but it's not what everybody's expecting again. It's going to be, po possibly, the Nintendo Switch Lite 5G. What the fuck does that mean? It'll be a new Nintendo Switch Lite with a slightly bigger screen, uh, and it will be able to connect to 5G like a cell phone, so you can play it on the go without having to have Wi-Fi. Okay, well, that's cool. That would be cool if you could connect to, like, cell phone towers. That would be okay with me. I would not have a problem with that. Uh, that is yeah. one of the big so, problems with the Switch, but I'm not buying a new Switch only, for that. Yeah, it'd only be for the Switch Lite, though. I don't know. I know there are people, especially in Japan, that solely play this thing in handheld mode. Yeah. And, and, and like, out of their house. So I could see it being big there, but over here... Eh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if this is that big of a and and people are you know and this might be why they were stockpiling all those resources. It Maybe. might not be for for a new successor or or a Switch Pro. It could be this, and if it is, it's a big letdown for a lot of people. 
Yeah, this is something uh, that I don't know if it's needed. And I mean, then, uh, Ron, we got the uh, you know the Sega Genesis Mini Two that's coming out. Um, so this is uh, like originally they said it was just gonna come out in Japan. Yep. Then they said it would come out in the United States, but it's only being sold sold on Amazon. Yeah, it's an Amazon exclusive. Which concerned a lot of people. They were they were questioning how many of these are actually going to be available, you know. And uh, basically, uh, Sega came out and basically said that there's probably going to be about due to supply issues with chips and stuff. There could be about one tenth the amount of these as there was the regular Sega Genesis Mini. So that's not a lot of that's not a lot. So yeah. good luck getting your hands on one of these damn things. If if you can't make more than that, then what's the point of releasing it? Yeah, I don't know about that. that's just weird to me. Uh, 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 going with the Amazon exclusive too is weird. You're limiting yourself already, and then if you're going to make a limited supply again, eh, I don't know. That doesn't that's that doesn't sound like they're in. They're going to make a lot of money off this thing. <laughs> no, I, so many uh, so many units here. No, it's freaking Sega, man. They make they do a lot of weird shit. Um, let's go into uh, uh, PlayStation, Ryan, Sony. Uh. There was this uh, event, or like not really an event, but like a, I don't know what you'd call it. A bunch of companies basically put their two cents in to, you know, Xbox buying or Microsoft buying Activision. Because that deal is not completed yet, but it is, you know, they are looking to get it completed and they will be buying Activision, which, you know, the big thing with Activision is Call of Duty. And a lot of the other companies really didn't say much because I don't think they really they, they figure they could just get Game Pass on their stuff like Amazon and Apple and all that. They could just be like, yeah, we just get Game Pass. We'll be able to have Call of Duty. Ain't no big deal. But uh, uh, Sony kind of kind of raised a little bit of a uh, little bit of concern here, Ryan. They laid down some stats saying that Activision specifically Call of Duty, uh, is the one uh, game franchise that consistently is in the top 10 on their game sales for Sony that is not first party. And they also went into how how much money that goes into these Call of Duty games and and how much money it takes to make them. And they said that if you if, if if these Call of Duty games aren't available on our service, then that will will uh, Microsoft basically will they be able to recoup all that money that they put in to make these games? Just having them on, so they're basically pleading their case that if Microsoft buys this uh, Activision, that they're hoping Call of Duty is still going to be on all systems. They're there hoping that it's not going to be an Xbox exclusive because hmm. it's a big seller on PlayStation. They, they, they claim that PlayStation is the best place to play Call of Duty. So, I don't know, man. Sony's pleading their case here, Ron. Oh, uh, they have to. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they, they're not just going to let Microsoft come in and take it. I mean, they've got to try to, you know... God, I I think Microsoft will end up keeping Call of Duty as multi-console. I don't see them. It wouldn't be in their best interest to do that. I mean, they make more if they own it. They make more money if it goes on PlayStation too. I mean, yeah, and the way they do stuff, the way they do stuff with uh with Game Pass. I mean, they're letting Game Pass go all over the place on all the other consoles, so I couldn't. I, I don't see why they wouldn't let Call of Duty go on all these different consoles. Yeah, I, I don't see any Call of Duty fans have anything to worry about. I don't think I don't see it. Um, I don't see it going away from from PlayStation. So, right. Speaking of Microsoft, um, 
the first half of August has some new games coming to Game Pass, as well as some games leaving. Uh, available right now is Ghost Recon Wildlands, um, which is a, a pretty big game. It was released back in 2017. Uh, it was the first open-world Ghost Recon game, and so, uh, you know, it's a good, it's a good co-op game. Um, available August 4th, we've got for the PC only Shenzhen IO, which is a puzzle game um, that is inspired by real life engineering. It's an in-depth game where you have to build circuits and wiring um, it, it, while also like making sure stuff's up to code and shit, which sounds like something that uh, fucking I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> sounds complicated. Um, yeah. Also coming on August fourth for Xbox Series X and S Cloud and PC is Turbo Golf Racing. I think of it as Rocket League, but golf. Um, you run around playing golf with giant cars, and uh, yeah, looks pretty fun, honestly. Um, August 9th, we've got Two Point Campus coming to console, cloud, and PC. August 11th, we've got Cooking Simulator, Expedition uh, for everything. And then Expeditions Rome and Offworld Trading Company coming to PC. Um, Boyfriend Dungeon, Curse of the Dead Gods, Library of Rena, Starmancer, and Train World Sim 2 are leaving on August 15th. So I thought that was one really long name for a game at first when you said that. <laughs> that's what's coming in the first half of August to Game Pass. Obviously, the second half, there will be more. Um, but some pretty big games there uh, that might be worth checking yeah. out. All right, Ryan, let's get to some releases here. All right, we'll run through this real quick. Starting with August 2nd, we've got oh, fucking a lot of shit. Um, I am not going to be doing any of the PC stuff, so bear with me as I sort through that shit. Um, Frogun for PlayStation 5 is out. Don't ask me what it's about. I don't know. Um, Azor Striker Gunvolt 3. Is coming out for to Xbox One um, and Xbox Series X. There you go. Um, last Oasis Season 5 is out. Uh, before we leave for the Switch, South of the Circle on August 3rd for the PlayStation 5. Um, Afterwave Downfall for the Switch. Um, Ah, fucking hell, these games. <laughs> uh, Sword and Fairy Together Forever for the PS4 and PS5 is an action RPG. Um, it's apparently, there's been seven of these games. This is the first I've heard of it, but there you go. Uh, Turbo Golf Racing, as I said, is out for Xbox Series X. Gale of Windoria is out for Xbox One and Xbox Series X. Webbed is out for the Switch, which it looks like it's a game where you play as a spider. I don't know why there's so many games coming out now where you play as animals, but uh, that's... <laughs> yeah. Um, sea of Thieves Season 7 kicks off on August 4th. Hindsight is out for the Switch. Uh, I'll skip all these other PC games. August 5th, we've got Gigabash coming to the PS4. Um, Tyrant's Blessing is out on August 8th, and that'll be it. Not a lot uh, this week. No. There's, a lot of, there's a lot of PC games, but uh, yeah, there's, there's no, not, not very many console games coming this week. And that's all right. You know, it's, it's what it is. It's, this month is going to be a slow month. I think in the way of video games. Yeah, there's not a lot of uh, big names coming out this coming out this month. So no, I mean we got yeah, not really. Um, before we end, uh, I do want to talk about uh, there was a Amazon listing for the new AEW game Fight Forever. So we finally got an actual listing on a website um, regarding some details about this game, and some screenshots were also leaked. Um. Check those out if you want to see them. Uh, as far as graphics, I am not too over the moon. Um, very, very arcadey, very, you know, old school N64, which is, a, which is the feel they're going for. 
as long as the gameplay is fun, I really would overlook the graphics. Um, so, but the listing includes uh, match types. These are the match types listed in the game. We got single, tag team, three-way, four-way, standard shit. Ladder, casino, battle royale, which I'm not sure how that'll work, but that'll be interesting. Uh, false yeah. count anywhere, unsanctioned lights out, and exploding barbed wire deathmatch. Yeah. Hopefully it comes complete with a very puny firework at the end. <laughs> um, also, it says that there's unique game mechanics for tag team, mas- tag team matches, specifically quoted as saying, simple commands for executing sequences of tag team maneuvers. I'm not sure what that means. Um, but it looks like they may have a focus on tag team wrestling in this game, um, which makes sense. I mean, AEW's focused on tag team too. So um, we should see more of this as the game's publisher, THQ Nordic, does have a showcase for net for August 12th, which will be next Friday. So hopefully at this showcase, we will see some actual gameplay and some actual footage of this game and get some more uh, updates on it. And maybe we'll get a... Right confirmation of when it's going to come out um, uh yeah and, and uh just just like uh the WWE game this game is going to be really outdated because of all the new talent that they have acquired yes. and yes yes uh, we all, talk- all these moving all these moving parts make these yeah. games outdated um we did talk about uh way earlier before that uh they want to do dlc but they're like having an issue with thq nordic about stuff so hopefully they can work that out and they'll get some dlc in this game and update it with current rosters um because they're not gonna be like wwe and they're not gonna make a game every year this might be a one and done situation or right. they won't make another one for a couple years so if they can update this game that would be awesome keep it up to date um i don't know we'll see again if i see some gameplay the, the little bit of gameplay we've seen has been iffy and very like spotty so i don't know I need to see like a full match uninterrupted, no cuts, you know, and, and see it in action before I can make a real judge. Um, like I said, I can, overlook, right. I can overlook graphics as long as the game plays fun. And if it's very arcadey, I might be okay with that because it, it's a complete opposite direction of WWE, which will give you a different option to play the wrestling game. So, yeah. Um, um, we'll hopefully we see more August 12th. Also, rumors are that, um, uh, that a lot of the wrestlers won't have their their actual songs. Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure what that's all about. Um, I don't know it, if there were. It, well, it could be, could be licensing yes. issues and stuff. That's like that. more than likely what it is. Uh, because you can get it licensed, you know, for the TV show, but getting it licensed for a video game is another step that they have to take, and it may be a situation where THQ Nordic couldn't get it licensed or. Tony Khan couldn't or something, you know, if WWE had their problems with license in the game in games past where they couldn't get certain songs in. So, I mean, it, it's yeah. something that happens. Um, so I, I would assume that might be like jungle boy and stuff like that may not have jungle boy. Probably won't have his, I did hear that the entrances are going to be more along the lines of what impact was the TNA game back in the day where they're not full fledged entrances. It's just like a short little thing. And then, which would be okay, I guess. Yeah, Listen, they're not looking for a realistic game. This is not what's going. It's going to be more along the No Mercy. Here comes the pain, just over the top craziness, very fast paced, which will be fine. I mean, it's a different different game, and I would be okay with it. I just hope it's fun. It's all I want out of wrestling video games is for them to be fun. <laughs> all right. So we'll hopefully, like I said, hopefully by next Friday we'll get more information. So hopefully maybe two weeks we'll have a lot to talk about on the AEW game. So. All right. I think that's going to wrap this thing up. Sorry for the delay. Uh, we had some stuff going on. Uh, you know, life comes in the way. and But we get, we'll get this out as soon as possible. And uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday morning with another episode where we'll talk NXT. Um, and we'll do some more fancy booking and another trip down the history of video games. So, yeah. Hope you enjoy that. Uh, we'll have no pay-per-view predictions for a month. So, I'm not sure what we're going to do. <laughs> we'll just have to concentrate on the G1, which yeah. we'll talk about more G1 tomorrow, uh, on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, we've got more time on Thursday because we're not going to do Raw, so we'll talk G1. So, all right. 
We'll see you for that one. Hope you enjoyed this. If you did, please give it a like and a follow. Share it around with your friends. Follow us on all social media at Sabri ENT. He is Nathan. I am Ryan reminding you to always. Sorry, had a brain fart. Reminding you to always set, set your scores and hit your spots. Later.